Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having an amazing day so far. I am so grateful and excited and privileged to be introducing this week's amazing guest, my dear friend, Dr. Bo Sissick. So Dr. Bo Sissick uh, is just one of my favorite human beings. He was one of my first friends in San Diego. Um, I met him before I moved here, but when I came here is when we really started getting closer and we started spending a lot of time together. And once we started hanging out, it became very clear why, um, just why we were so drawn to each other because he is absolutely a kindred spirit. And he is voted San Diego's number one chiropractor in 2019 and 2020. And he is an example of what it means to prioritize health and create a life attuned to spiritual calling. I mean, one of my favorite parts of this episode, one, Bo's really young. Like he's he's my age. We're both sort of navigating these waters of of achieving success early, being great at our craft early, but then coming back to the moment and trusting that what we're here to do is greater than anything we could have possibly comprehended. And that takes a dance with surrender. That takes a dance with with priorities and it requires you to really get clear on what's truly important. And that's what we talk about a lot on this episode. I mean, Dr. Bo is an educator of health and a student of life. I mean, he really is inspired to become the very best version of himself. And as a chiropractor, his focus is not only on proper alignment of your spine, but also to ensure that you learn all of the necessary healthy habits in order to correct your condition and live your life to the fullest. So we talk so many different concepts on this episode, everything from how to explore different meaning and more meaning in your day-to-day existence, the importance of optimizing the way you feel, how to know when you're out of flow, transforming your understanding of what it means to work hard, how to move energy through your body and to really sort of align yourself with this greater purpose, this greater calling that we all have inside of us. We may have just never had the tools, the awareness or the knowledge to access. And I just really, really, really loved this conversation. And we talked a lot about the concept of surrendering as well and what it means to really and truly trust that life has a bigger plan for you when things aren't going great and when you're in a period of transition. And this conversation was such a lovely and important reminder for me to continue optimizing my energy and continue focusing on the number one thing that matters most, my health. Because if I'm not healthy, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, mentally, or physically, if I'm lacking in any of those areas, then my life isn't in balance. My life isn't in harmony. And so this episode really inspired me, and I hope it inspires you too. And if you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, that means that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox, whatever podcast platform you're using. Follow Dr. Bo on Instagram. I believe his Instagram is Dr. Bo Knows. 
follow me on Instagram if you're not already. Send me a note, send him a note on what your biggest takeaways were. And thank you all for choosing yourselves. You know, this this conversation really inspired me and, I, and I'm just so excited. And this really brought me back to, it was recorded live in person at my San Diego apartment. It's the first one I've recorded live in San Diego. So I'm excited about that. But it was just a, an important reminder to go back to the basics. And, you know, the way we feel influences the way we serve. And I'm just so excited for you guys to go deeper into that concept. So without further ado, here is the amazing Dr. Bo Sissom. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a phenomenal day so far. This one's been a long time coming. What's up, Mr. Bo? How are you doing, brother? Good to be here, Raj. I am so excited for this one. You are my first ever in-person San Diego interview. Oh, wow. Incredible. I've never done an interview in my apartment and I've always wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm really glad you're the first to break that ice, man. I'm just so, I love you so much. I'm just so excited to go deep with you. Love you too, brother. It's been, it's been great hanging. The, the few hangouts we've had in San Diego, they've been fun. And I feel like this one's going to be an epic one as well. Yeah. And what's been beautiful for me to observe since the first time we really met is the shift in your energy over the last several months. Like I know how, I mean, just the way you even speak, the way you're showing up, the presence you're bringing. I mean, the way like before we started this episode, you actually had me lie down and you adjusted me. And to be honest, I felt like that was a way to just kind of get back to what's truly important, your body, the way you feel. And before we jump into anything. And so I want to Start there by asking, why do you prioritize your own energy so much? Or why do you, why do you have such a focus on, on optimizing the way you feel? Because that's your life right there. That's your life force. And the biggest thing that I've learned is that your energy is the most valuable thing that you have in life. It's what attracts everything positive or negative to you. It's what allows you to thrive during the day. And it's what protects you if things are coming against you, whatever that is. We're going back to what you said there, the adjusting, just to clarify, I work as a chiropractor as well, in addition to a few other things that I do. And what I sense with your energy coming in is that perhaps there's some business stuff that was going on. We're in business mode. So it was just like, hey, let's slow the nervous system down. Let's get it reset, get into that parasympathetic state. And whenever we're in that healing state, that's where the magic happens. And I love to create magic in life. So the more time I spend healing as opposed to survival, I mean, that's, that's my big mission. When you're in that healing state and that magic state, how do you feel yourself acting differently than when you are in that sort of like more in your head, more sort of like active? Like, can you describe the difference? Because I think that there's a lot of people, including myself, who are learning to be more in the flow of life to surrender more to the moment, to be here now, to be in my body. But it's like I said, I didn't even realize I wasn't in my body. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that I was in my head, just acting and frantically trying to figure things out. Like, and so I would love to maybe have you describe the difference. Like, how do you know when you're not in that sort of flow state? 
for most people, the, the way their day starts is by, you know, checking your phone, going external right away. And what that does, it creates a dopamine hit. And then you're more likely to chase that external dopamine throughout the day, as opposed to, let's just say, starting your day off where you slow down, you breathe, you express gratitude, you take that time for yourself to visualize what you want your day to look like. So we have two different people here. The very first person starting their day off externally looking for something to distract them. Now, as the day goes on, you may hit a stoplight and you're just there for maybe 10 seconds, but you get bored and three seconds into it, you're like, oh, I got to check my phone. I got to do this. I got to do that. And let's just say wherever that day takes you, you're far more likely to be reactive to things as opposed to the flow state where let's just say you're stuck in traffic. Well, instead of like, oh, I need to, I need more dopamine. I need to look at my phone. Maybe just look out the window and you're in San Diego and you see a beautiful palm tree and you're grateful because you started your day that way. Mm. Now, I'm sure we both have had days where we're very, you know, grounded and expressing that gratitude and the other where you're like, get up. You're like, I got to do this. I got to do that. It might be, you know, four, five, six o'clock and your brain is just fried and you're like, what has happened today? There's just no like recollection because you've been external this whole day, being reactive, letting little things get to you as opposed to just slowing down, being that flow state, expressing that gratitude. And when you get to four, five, six o'clock, you're just like, wow, today was a good day. It's creating space between and you said reactive, which I think is a great word, because they're the opposite of reactive to me is being in choice mm-hmm. and being in awareness of what's happening. Because it's impossible to live a life without the external sort of pings and the triggers and the distractions and the things that bring us out of the present moment into our heads. But that's it. It's, it's that pause. It's that remembrance to be the thermostat instead of the thermometer, Ooh. where we're actually being in that in the flow and reminding ourselves of the conscious choice that we have to respond to life as opposed to just take what life gives us. And I think that is a practice. And that's what I I appreciate so much about where and how you're even describing the reminder to start your day. Like that, that's looking at your phone. I'm guilty of it because my alarm's on my phone. And you're actually making me realize I should probably have just like a, one of those old school, like, you know, dinging, not even ding, ding, ding. Like I need like a soothing alarm clock that like kind of wakes me up, but it's not on my phone because you're at the first time. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I turn my phone off or I turn my alarm off, but I'm also looking at notifications and I automatically see like, shit, I got a whole day filled with things that I need to do. And it's back to that doing instead of that being state. My friend, that's like putting a, a bottle of vodka beside, you know, the alcoholic and like, just wake up and, you know, start the day off, but don't look at that bottle, right? Like it's there yeah. and we are as a society, very, very addicted. And that's the unfortunate thing because it just, it takes us outside of ourselves. And what I urge people to do and something that, that I practice is I keep my phone in airplane mode in the evening when I'm just done with it. And sometimes it could be like 6 PM and I'm like, I can't look at this thing anymore airplane mode. And then when the day starts, my alarm is on there, but I don't get any notifications. And when I'm ready to enter the matrix, I will enter it. And trust me, I'm just, I'm just like you at times where it's like, I wake up, I start looking at it and I notice myself during that day where I'm like, wait, 
I think I've opened Instagram like 50 times already. Yeah. I think I checked crypto like 50 times, like nothing's changed. And you're just constantly in the state of like dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Well, I think the opposite is, is uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> you're right. the opposite's really like being in stillness is uncomfortable. Like being in patience is uncomfortable. Like detaching yourself from the need to get that reassurance or that certainty or that thing to cling on is uncomfortable. And it takes a lot of practice to be with what is. I remember the first time I really truly meditated, it took me like two years of like trying to do it until I finally felt like I had this breakthrough where I could actually sit with myself for more than 15 minutes. I remember being in such an uphill battle because I, and I realized that was happening because I had a lot of unresolved feelings and a lot of unresolved emotions and a lot of unresolved subconscious sort of anxieties that I had accumulated years ago in my childhood that were present. And until I learned to resolve those and be present with those, I couldn't actually meditate. And so I think it takes a, a level of work and a level of like surrender and a level of choice to actually get to a place where you can be in that stillness. What does your journey look like? Your energy is so present. Mm-hmm. It's so like I feel the love and the gratitude, but I can't imagine you were always this way. So what has that journey looked like for you, you know, going from where you were to where you are in this moment? Thank you for the compliment. And one thing I appreciate what you said there is that it took you two years to feel like you finally got it down. You finally hit that breakthrough. So, you know, kudos to you on having that patience and that willingness to work through it because we live in a society where, hey, you have this, you have that going on, anxiety, stress, like sit down and just meditate for a little bit. And they're like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I tell people, I'm like, if you feel like you can't do it for 10 minutes, it just means that you need hours each day till you get to the point where you can sit in that stillness. And uh, my journey, if we take it back all the way to the beginning, is that I grew up Croatia and we left there during the Civil War, moved to Germany as refugees, then made our way to Canada. So I'd gone from speaking Croatian in the household to speaking German at school and then moving to Canada where you had to learn English. And I always had a some sort of an awareness regarding manifesting energies and, you know, looking and studying from other people, but I never had full understanding behind it. Now, not that I have a full understanding of it now, but I've, I've learned some things along the path, which took me from being in health and fitness to being a teacher, to realizing that I was not in a space where the energy around me was bringing out the best in me. Mm. And I knew I just had to get out of that environment because I realized even then how much the environment influences me for better or worse. I made my way down to California for chiropractic college and I started to be surrounded around some better energies, people that were taking better care of themselves, people that had greater awareness. And that slowly got the wheels turning for me where I started to read characters like Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, Bruce Lipton, and started to perhaps get a vocabulary around some of the things that would just kind of would happen in life. You know, you think about something and then it pops up or you just finally read something and you're like, oh, like this makes sense. And you see it in, in, in the wording. And what I've 
what I found throughout the journey as, as it continued to evolve is I just started putting myself around better and better people. Hence why we're here today, because I do love and appreciate you. Mm. And once that external environment started to really change for me, I started to work more and more on my internal environment over the last, I would say, seven years now. And it began with reading, trying out meditating, giving up on it, like dabbling a little bit with some breath work, seeing the influence that has on the body and just slowly and surely I just start to see myself change and what really put fuel in the fire was uh, joining a mastermind and instead of you know just meeting one random person here or there that was like very in tune it's like there's a bunch of them now yeah. and all very very like minded all wanting to do the same thing all grow and that really started to shift me because I didn't feel like I was alone any longer, that I had a community behind me. That's kind of parts of it, but there's, there's many, many layers. And it's like one of the biggest things is just never really knowing where you fit in and moving from place to place. It's like, you know, who am I? Okay, I'm going to assimilate to this. Well, okay, I'm going to assimilate to that. And then finally finding that community where like, oh, I could just be myself and I could just focus on growing my energy and allowing that to radiate to impact others and i feel like that that's the that's the shift that you've seen and certainly i have you to thank for a big part of that recently one thing we've been talking about is surrendering you brought up the surrender experiment by michael singer when we're we're doing some stretching and hanging out at the park and you shared a story with me and i was like damn the untethered soul guy he's got another book didn't think of it read that when i was on a solo trip and it blew my mind and it's definitely changed my life and my trajectory for this year and how I'm going to approach next year. So long story short, it's people like you that come in my life that oh. influence me positively. And I have many incredible souls to thank. I love you, man. And I am really grateful to call you a friend and a brother. And what I love most about your journey is how it started with you making a choice that you didn't want to be in the right in, in that environment. You started looking and seeking for people, things, ideas, energies that resonated with you. And then from there, after a solo journey, you started inviting in community and belonging and healing through that aspect. And I've been finding for my own journey how important it has been to have the solo journey. Like you, because there's so much that when I first started out, like I wanted everyone to help me. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone to give me the easy fix. I wanted that. But no, it needed to be me doing the work. It needed to be me chiseling away. It needed to be me figuring out how to navigate my own psyche and and doing the things by myself. But that takes you only so far because you don't know what you don't know. And then when you start to then shift into the next phase, which is healing through belonging and healing through community and tribe and having others, whether it's mentors or family or extended family or people you admire or just soul soul fam that are on the same journey going and ascending to different levels of consciousness like you 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 get to have this shared experience of life where you're not you don't feel like you're alone and i feel like that's actually the thing that that was bringing me down the most was feeling like i was alone and feeling like i didn't have people that understood me because, you know, like I always wanted to be the one that I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. 
And like, I, you know, I always felt like I thought a little differently. And so like, it took me a while to really even let the guard down to be seen and loved by tribe. And that has certainly helped a lot in the practice of surrendering. For me, like over the last few years, I've just, ever since I read that book and for everybody listening, I highly recommend reading The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. It is one of the best books that I've ever read. And it's an autobiography by just the guy who wrote a book called The Untethered Soul. And it's, it's brilliant. And um, also read that one as well. Yeah, there, he's just a brilliant author and a very, very, very gifted teacher, I think, of just spiritual practices. And he's very grounded in reality because he did start a, somehow sold a billion dollar company. Like that's, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, like it's a ridiculous story of like the guy who started out as a yogi somehow, somehow just started saying yes to life and ended up in the most ridiculous places. And for me, surrender was a practice that only came after I started building faith and faith only started coming when I started seeing the good in people and experiencing the good in people and knowing that opportunities are endless and everywhere and that I am taken care of by the universe. And so how has surrender or the idea of surrendering to life or the idea of surrendering control played a role in you showing up as the way you are today? It's the realization that whether you stress out or not, everything's going to work out. So when you get that to-do list and there's five, 10, 20 things on there and you're just panicking and you're going into busy mode, you know, waking up and pounding the cold brew and, you know, going through your, the lists, how is this going to work out? How's that going to work out? And then when the day arrives and you look back, you're like, oh, everything worked out like it always does. So it's the letting go of that stressing out and sinking into what the universe is already providing for you, which is these opportunities. And rather than being, you know, I like this, I don't like that. This stresses me out. This, like, just let go of it all. Do the thing that you need to do that day and just show up for the plan that the universe has already provided for you, which I feel like we all have our purpose. We're all here for a reason. And the more that, you know, you get in the way of, of that by deciding what you like and don't like and really just fully surrendering to that just to see what opens up. You're going to see those synchronicities in the universe show up for you. You bump into whoever you bump into, or perhaps you meet somebody at a dinner, or you just start having better days overall because you're not so focused on that to-do list. You're not focused on whether you like something or not. You're literally just showing up and letting go of that control. And that's how you end up getting you know, the great parking spots. That's how you end up getting all the billion dollar companies, like whatever that thing is. By the way, I did park right in front of your building just so you know, I did get a sweet parking spot. That's great. It's surrendering surrendering in motion. This took me a long time to learn. Just because you stress or don't stress does not change the inevitability of what's happening. Stress is, is your mind trying to control something. But you can be in a chaotic situation and not be stressed by surrendering the need to control the outcome. I love that. And that was the biggest shift for me. It was like the outcome is out of my hands, but it's on me to show up perfectly in every moment, which actually requires me to be present, which actually requires me to pay attention to the room. It requires me to pay attention to the synchronicities and the people that are showing up and trust that, whatever's in front of me is here for a reason. 
it's meant to be paid attention to. And I don't know why yet. And that's another thing for me, at least like quit surrendering, like the need to know why is a construct of the mind. It is you trying to like fit something inside of a, a, a pattern that you've seen or a situation that you've been through. It's you trying to like calculate up here. But to me, the idea of surrendering is truly about like being in the now and surrendering to the flow of what is and then allowing that to dictate the best next set of choices instead of the next best choice. Did I say that right? Best next choice instead of next best choice. Either way. Either way. Something like that. Something like that. But it's a, the idea of just creating from what's present instead of wishing things were different, wishing because all of that is in the future or in the past and it isn't actually allowing you to co-create with the universe, which is what you were saying. To really, to go back when you said to be in the flow of things, if you wake up and you're putting yourself into that flow first thing in the morning, it's like you're allowing that surrender to happen because you're present. But the moment that you go external and you're thinking about what's going on over there, or you're thinking about the past, or you're thinking about the future, you're not really surrendering because your mind is, like you said, just calculating all these other things as opposed to just relax, step into it, flow, and all the magic will show up. I used to think that, you know, I believe in hard work. I believe in putting in the effort, right? I believe in committing yourself to something. But hard work doesn't have to feel like hard work. And that took me a really long time to learn. You can be committed to something, work long hours, and still feel inspired, light, and energized because you're not attaching yourself to some sort of an external expectation or you're not attaching yourself to a social construct or you're not attaching yourself to something needing to look a certain way, which is all aspects of you trying to control an outcome. But when you purely are just in presence, and you're spending 18 hours a day working on something, but you're in presence and you're here and you're doing that just because it's what's in front of you and it's what's required of you. There is no stress. There might be toll on the body for you working 18 hours a day, but there isn't the added stress that the mind creates from trying to have it all inside of this. Like I must be this. It needs to be this. It has to be this or I won't be safe. I won't be loved. I won't be, accepted. That's the mind. I would love to hear your perspectives on the journey to unraveling some of those constructs in your mind. Cause it has been so one of the most healing things I've been able to do is truly like become aware of my mind going into these patterns and then treat it with love and kindness and compassion and sort of bring it back and almost reparent myself in some ways to like being present in here and trusting the flow of life. Yeah. I mean, you said it there, like you're, you're reparenting yourself mm-hmm. and you're reprogramming yourself. And we know that from birth to age six or seven, we got our subconscious programming. You look at little, you know, children, babies, all they're doing is just looking around, getting those downloads, getting the programming on how to fit into society. So you have this old model that teaches you how you should fit in, how you should belong. That was taught to you by somebody that was taught to them by somebody and it's just been passed on. And at no point did someone pause and be like, Hey, actually there's some errors that were made a couple hundred years ago. Let's fix this up. But that's, what's passed on to us. And then, you know, I've had all the time it happens where 
but a lot more before than it does now, where you get these crazy reactions, whether you get angry or you get a thought comes into your mind and all you can, it just consumes you. Like all you can think about is that thought. You wake up in the morning, you're getting ready to start your day. Well, there's that thought and there it's looping. And what I've learned is just, it's unsettled energy mm. that you are not dealing with. So whether it's a work-related problem or like whatever that thing is, the more that you think about it, the more likely it is that it's going to get ingrained in your body. And it goes from a thought to something solid that is wired in you that eventually could become someone's personality. Like if you have an incident that happens at work, for instance, and you're so angry about it, and then you just keep thinking about that for weeks, for months, someone can reach a point where, you know, you look like, what's going on with Raj? It's like, well, he had that thing that happened last year. It's like, well, I remember him being so happy before. It's like, but you let an energy like that overtake you and it solidifies. And that's one of the root causes of what we have going on here, where you have things that have just been passed on to us that are like being solidified in society that now we have so many incredible conscious people that are like, hang on a second, this may be solid, but it's pliable. Like you can, you can change it. And that's what we're doing. We're going in there and we're just breaking these old patterns up. And the beautiful part is when this awareness comes up, we are like, Oh, hang on a second. That thought, that negative thing, that loop really isn't me. So let me just pause it right here. And instead of reacting to whoever, the person at the store, the coffee barista and like yelling at them for spelling my name wrong, like just, you know, pause for a second, you know, and catch yourself in that. And that's where the reprogramming is. If you just let whatever's underneath loop, like it's going to control you. And that's why we see people get angry and hold on to anger for a long, long time. I love the idea of unsettled energy. How do you sort of alchemize unsettled energy? Movement. That's the biggest thing for me is that I found that for me as a male would never like, if you know, if we're going out to like dance, where the case is, which is kind of, you know, be like firm standing <laughs> around. And then I got put out of my comfort zone and uh, we did a static dance when we did the fit for service first time around. And I remember being like, man, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to dance freely in front of a bunch of other people. And I remember getting into it and it had already been a very powerful weekend. Start moving around a little bit, like still pretty reserved. But then I started hearing around me just a lot of people already having emotional releases. And I was like, why are you so stiff? Like, just start loosening up and moving. And as I start to do that, I start to feel memories and thoughts and things that were unsettled, whatever, whatever that thing was, like starting to come out of me. And that's where emotions, tears, and start to come out as well. I felt so much lighter after that first session. And then we ended up doing it, you know, four times that year. And we started doing it on our own as well, where we just get little groups and we just throw these dance parties where everyone just kind of moves freely. And you'd almost get to a point where you can close your eyes and you could see the thought that stuck energy, like wherever it is allocated in your body and you start to move it, you start to visualize it moving out of there. And that problem that maybe happened 10 years ago, that's still looping your head, like it's stuck in you and you can move it out of you. So movement for me being kinesthetic has been one of the most powerful practices. And it's gotten to a point now where I feel comfortable just moving around 
you know, in my living room on my own. Yeah. If I've run into a hundred energies that day at work, like I need to shake that off. And rather than just being stiff and letting that all absorb, you let it go. You can let it go by meditating, visualizing it, leaving your body. You can let it go by writing it out. There's many methods, but I've, for me, I felt that dance and movement in itself has been the most beautiful practice. Mm, I loved the reminder that you can visualize the energy moving. Cause I, I think for, for me at least like breath work has been really big, huge breath work and meditation. And usually what I'll do is if I'm in a state where I'm really kind of like overwhelmed, I'll sit down, do breath work, and then I'll begin to meditate and I'll feel the activation. Like I, it takes me getting activated and feeling in my body to then like feel the charge. And then I'll imagine it's sort of like breathing up the microcosmic orbit, which is just go look it up guys. I don't know how to explain the microcosmic orbit, but it's like this trick that I learned in Kundalini yoga, which is like the idea of like you, you, you imagine the energy starting at your sacral and it like goes up your, your spine and then it circles around your, the top of your head and then all the way back down. And it's like this loop that you can imagine energy going through your body. And it is beautiful watching yourself like circulate that energy. And I know it sounds crazy, but it, it really, really, really works. And it's not crazy. It's, it's, well, it sounds again (laughs) in the mind. If you're listening to this episode with the mind, and if you are trying to understand something that isn't meant to be understood, it's meant to be experienced, you will always have doubt. You will always come in and say, where's the proof? You will always come in and say, show me the results or show me like, there's an intuitive intelligence that I think the body has. There's an intuitive intelligence that is connected to so much more than our minds can even comprehend that guide us into things like ecstatic dance, right? Like when you're dancing, like there's no rhyme or rhythm to the type of dance you're doing. You're just moving it through your body because you're connected to that intuitive intelligence. And it's the same thing with the breath. It's the same thing with meditation. It's the same thing with even writing. Some of my writing, like, man, like there are times where I will sit in front of my journal and just feel and then all of a sudden, I'll just feel this flow needing to come through me and I'll write it out and I will have no idea where it's coming from. And that's all part of energy moving through us. And emotions, my gosh, energy and motion, that is the, the catalyst, the joy, the sadness, the anger. They're all just things moving through us. And, and I, I just love the reminder to become, to become, to befriend the energy as as much as we want to transcend it and to let it go, I feel like there's an aspect of befriending that you have really been embodying in this conversation, which is like, this is in me. Why? Let me play with you. Let me move with you. Let me dance with you until I can let you go or understand the lesson you're trying to teach me. The why of the energy, I feel like, is a far greater question. But what we do understand is that there is an innate intelligence within you and what it wants to do is for you to thrive. And the more things that you do for it, for it to thrive, the daily practices that we talk about, whether it's movement, breath work, meditation, journaling, that's you upcharging that and giving it some love and it rewards you back. And just like you talked about where you just go into your journal and you're like, where's all this coming from? 
I'll go and have these incredible weekends out in Austin where I'm with the community, with the tribe, and it's very fulfilling. I feel so charged up. And then the moment I fly back, I've got two whiteboards and I'll go and I'll fill them up with my action steps on, on the big thoughts that are just coming out of me as I'm in this state of a higher frequency, higher vibration, higher energy level. And that is how your body rewards you. That's how innate intelligence rewards you. If you're good to it, just like if you're good to your gut, you're going to get great hair, great nails, like great skin. And it's no different, but we need to look at things from an energetic perspective as we do in, you know, like we do in a physical realm as well when it comes to exercise, nutrition, et cetera. And the biggest thing that we need to understand is that there's no difference between the innate intelligence that we have and the universal intelligence that exists around us. Nature is really, really smart. Really, really smart. It's been around forever. It knows how to function without, without you. Matter of fact, like we're the ones that are intervening. Your body is way smarter than all the doctors in the world combined out of all the, like just it's been around forever. It knows what to do when you get a, when you cut yourself, it just heals on its own. When something, you know, when an egg and a sperm uh, come together, it creates you like that is the innate intelligence that's within you. And the more things that you do for it, the more it's going to reward you. And the more times that you, you know, externalize yourself or you do things that, are not good for it, the less life you're going to have. And that's as simple as this gets. Well, I think there's, uh, especially with the body, there's such a black and white relationship with it. We think we're just these physical meat suits, but there's so many elements of the human experience that go into living a healthy life, right? There's your relationship with the physical meat suit that you have on, there's the mind and the control and the mind and the power it has to influence our realities. You have your emotions and your feelings and your, and your heart, and then you have your spirit and your connection to that intuitive intelligence. And I think that's one thing that Western medicine's really, I think, failed a lot of people with. And I, you probably know a lot more about this because I've seen you post and share just how disconnected and fragmented the medical system is in taking people away from that truth that we are these these holistic embodied light beings that have a very intelligent way of healing ourselves we we and and yes medicine can help wisdom can help advances in technology can help but at the end of the day it has to come from you like you have to be connected to if you're not connected to your body and you're just outsourcing your needs from to external no, noisy voices that may or may not have your best interests at heart, you're going to create a situation where your body doesn't really reward you the way it wants to. And that's been a big shift for me. I mean, in the last year, I've really shifted my own relationship with my body and my health and really focused more on listening to it and, and paying attention and not necessarily trying to put a bandaid on a broken arm, but trying to go to the root causes. What has it told you? Well, one thing I realized, you know, it's actually really interesting. After my breakup last year, I ended up losing like three or 4% body fat, which was really fascinating to me. And I have sat with that and I asked why. And there was, I think for one of the things that came through for me was that when you're living a life that you are not in alignment with and you're trying to force things and make things happen and you're not honoring yourself, you're going to accumulate stress. 
And you're going to accumulate stress that no matter how hard you try to remove, you just won't be able to. And it was just the most fascinating thing. Like the more I go down my healing journey, the more, the better in shape I get, the more vibrant I feel, the brighter my skin is. And it's not that I'm doing anything crazier. Like now I am much more inspired to be healthier too. Like I take supplements and I'm much more dialed in to my sleep. But just a year ago, like feeling the innate difference in myself as a result of me going inside, like going from the inside out instead of Mm -hmm. looking for answers from the outside in has made a very profound shift. I love that. Yeah. It's you, know, a, you know, we're speaking chiropractic philosophy here because it's all about like, please enlighten, like, me. I mean, well, enlighten me on chiropractic this, philosophy. Yeah. I'd love this is, to. We've already been talking about it. Like, this is it. It's like your body has the ability to heal itself, and all that you have to do is just give it the opportunity to do so. Literally, just the things that you're saying, like, that's it. But I'll explain to you on a physiological level what happened. And I experienced this in Hawaii where I did my solo trip, read the surrender experiment, made a very big announcement of me shifting my career, leaving the practice and really letting go of everything that I've been holding on to regarding this past year and just the pain and suffering that I'm seeing with it and what we're doing to, you know, this next generation, how the pharmaceutical company is just media and it's just ruining everything. And I had this big emotional outburst and I just let everything out on IG live I had been dealing with some really bad back pain prior to. I woke up that next day. My back pain was gone. Mm. My appetite, like it was, it was good. Like I was eating, but with that week I dropped like six pounds, not from like doing anything all that different. Like I was just eating healthier and maybe a little bit less, but I just saw my body transform and I just, I thought about it. I was like, Oh, like stress puts us into this state of survival. And when you want to survive, you want to hold on to fat. Your body is not functioning at its optimal level. And the moment that you let go of this emotional stuff, it's massive how big of a difference an emotional thought can make on your physical body. So you dropping the three, 4% you know, body fat that was not only the relationship weight, but also like the relationship stress that you're holding on to. And we can very quickly put ourselves back into that state where, you know, yeah. we're stressed about something else, but the moment you take to just purge it all out and just let it go, you are literally going to wake up lighter the next day. Well, coming back to surrender, that's part of it. You're surrendering the need for it to be a certain way. You're surrendering the idea of needing to be seen a certain way. You're surrendering to the fact that you may hurt the people you love. You're surrendering to the fact that you are human. And the more we just honor that truth and we surrender, the more we heal because we're not fighting with the universe anymore. We are co-creating and coexisting with what is. You know what the issue is? That's the unknown. Right, right. That's, that's, that's scary, yeah, that's really, really scary. Like here I have comfort. I know I can be stressed out every single day. I can work myself to death. I can be depressed on my couch and not do anything. But if I enter the unknown of just surrendering, that's control. And even if the reality you're living is not a good one, at least you know what it is yeah. as opposed to entering this thing where you're like, 
oh, what's going to happen here? Oh, no, no, I better go back inside. <laughs> you know, it's it's been fascinating, man. Like in the last year, I feel like I've just really been leaning into that practice of surrender. And I think I, I'm so glad you brought up the unknown because in the beginning, I would have so much stress around the unknown. And I realized that was because I didn't trust myself to be in it. I didn't trust myself to navigate it. I didn't, I didn't have the faith in the universe having my back. I didn't, I was making it all about me, mm-hmm. which is what the survival state does. When you're in a survival state, it's all about you. The ego just wants you to survive. It just wants to protect you. But when we lean back and we actually allow ourselves to be supported by the, the chair, the, the invisible hand of the universe, when we actually trust, I think that's what slowly but surely begins to make those serious physiological changes. Like, cause you're actually letting go. Like, cause that one belief that I can't trust the universe or I can't trust the unknown, or I can't trust myself as I navigate these waters. If you unravel that one belief and you give yourself a taste that that's not true and you show yourself through example and taking one step at a time, not taking 50, just stepping in the direction of the unknown. If you just keep doing that and you show yourself how powerful you are, that embodied state of freedom ends up showing up in a, in a, in a much more natural state. Like now I'll be stressed and all it'll take is you coming over and just being your, your wonderful, beautiful, just jolly self (laughs) to bring me back into the moment because now it's embodied a year later, a year later, years later, I became an entrepreneur in 2015. It's taken me years of dancing in that unknown to finally be in a state where even if things aren't going great, even if shit's hitting the fan, even if the unknown is scary and uncertain, there's still light right now. And that to me is something that I just want to remind everyone listening, like even if things are hard and you're making big transitions, just remember the universe wouldn't be throwing you into the wolf pen if she didn't believe you had a wolf in you too. And that wolf is just waiting to be challenged and tested and sparked into a state of higher consciousness. And you're here to experience who you really are. And we talked about this earlier, but one of the biggest shifts that's happened for me is changing my need to achieve Like, I'm not here to achieve. I'm really here to evolve and grow. And what better way to grow than to dance with the unknown? Love that. And one thing to keep in mind, if you are a wolf, remember there's wolf packs that are out there. You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) The wolf pack. We started out as three, now there are four. (laughs) That's a hangover reference for anybody. Of course. (laughs) I'm glad you got that one. But let let me ask you, Raj, for people that perhaps don't have that faith, like what would be a simple action step for them for someone that is stuck in the known and like, well, I don't know. I, I just can't step outside. You know, I, I, I can't trust that because, you know, maybe in, in the past I have and, you know, negative things happen, but what, what is that, that action step for, you know, the com the common crowd that is stuck in the known. Um, one of the things that I've really, that it's helped me and there's a few things, but one thing is having a consistent gratitude practice. 
Because one of the things that allows me to feel comfortable stepping into the unknown is the reminder that what I have right now was a result of me taking steps into the unknown at some part in my life. And if you're grateful for what you have right now, you're forced to actually see how all those things that were so shitty in your past, all those things that were so scary, all those things that you thought were rock bottoms actually led to you having this moment. And you're alive, you're here, you're breathing. And if you can find gratitude for that, for me, it creates the strength to continue saying yes to things that I may not know the answers to, or I may not fully see yet, but it allows me to trust in that knowing that like that thing I didn't want four years ago is actually the thing that led me to having what I really want right now. And I wouldn't change anything about the thing I have right now. And I think that to me has been the fundamental piece that anyone can practice. And that's a choice to practice gratitude. It really is. Like I know a lot of people that choose not to be grateful and they're not happy and they're scared. And it's one of those things I've just noticed it. It's I've been around enough people now over the last several years to just notice like people that are grateful and people that aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, it's two different kinds of people. Yep. It's beautiful. Thank you. What about you? You got to look at it like, like a muscle and you can't just go and pick up the heaviest weight possible, but you can start off with something small, you know, pick up the five pound dumbbell. Mm. Like what does the five pound dumbbell of the unknown look like in your life? And just building it up from there. And I know for me, I've, I've reached a point where I'm ready to fully surrender and I'm getting ready to fully surrender, I should say. Ooh. My goal, one thing I've noticed is, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well, just coming from the, the immigrant background and working hard and having perhaps the that work ethic instilled in you. And like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you, I got to work, work, work hard, 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 hard. And then you finally like got that realization of the letting go where perhaps you can put in those hours still, but you're doing something that you love to do. Therefore you're not burnt out by it. And that's what I felt in my life is that there's been, you know, for the last like 15 years of just having a mild amount of hypertension, just from constantly being on like, go, go, go mode. And what does it look like when you actually just do surrender and focus on the most valuable asset that you have, which is charging up your energy And, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, money equals energy, energy equals money. So if there's a thought of like, well, if I let go of my profession, like, what does that, you know, what does that look like? And for the listeners there, like I'm ending my chiropractic career in San Diego, which I've already decreased down to just two days per week because energetically it was draining me and also physically it was draining me as well. And I am entering the unknown of next year with the goal to be a teacher for the world and educate them on how to become healthier, how to become the best version of themselves. But there's all these stories of, well, you, you, you gotta be working hard every day. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. So I'm unlearning those things and getting to a place where I can fully surrender and just be and focus on energy as opposed to, giving that energy out to help other people heal in a physical realm. But there's ways to do it now, luckily due to the internet and all the other incredible things that we have. That's the, that's the next chapter for me. Oh, so how can one, anyone listening support this next chapter for you? 
And, you know, how can we be a part of your unfolding? Because this is exciting. It's exciting to be in the practice of surrender. And I'm really glad you mentioned you're working on surrendering because that is true vulnerability and honesty. Most of us will be like, oh, yeah, I got it all figured out. I'm just dancing with the universe. Da, 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 da. Nope, that doesn't happen and it doesn't come overnight. So, well, actually, a better question. What's inspiring you right now? Okay. So everybody, you can find me at Dr. Bo Knows, D-R-B-O Knows on virtually every, all the platforms. And that's where, you know, that's what I go by. The thing that's inspiring me is that I, I read a long time ago that if you want to have a particular profession, whatever the path that you're going under, just like take a look at what does someone look like five years into it, 10 years into it, 20 years into it, et cetera. And I knew I could follow in the footsteps of my mentor and be number one Cairo in San Diego, crush it financially, just do everything and just have success. Like a lot of success that people would, you know, would love to have, especially in our profession where a lot of people fail. One thing that he taught me though, is that, you know, he's about to be 50 and he can't play basketball because his knee hurts. Mm can't do certain hikes with his kids because his knee hurts and that I start to feel injuries in my body already start to accumulate and I start to change around the way I exercise. It would take me several hours after an adjusting shift to like get my body going. And I just like pause. I'm like, like I, what is this going to look like five years from now, 10 years from now? I'm like, am I going to be able to play basketball when I'm 50? Cause that's what I want to be able to do. I just, I want to be able to play sports and do the things that I love. And it really, I, recalibrated my goals in life. And one of them was play basketball at 50. Second was never feel rushed. And third one being, you know, uh, no alarm clock, which mm -hmm. is kind of going back to what we chatted about earlier. Mm -hmm. I was just going to tell you, just throw the damn thing out. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm, I'm setting my life up in a way that health is my number one priority. That is what I'm going to invest in every single day. I want to be able to, spend time with the people that I love. I don't want to be seeing energies that are, are there to like, you know, dump stuff on me that it's, it's a choice of who I see and who I speak to every single day that I get to move my body freely that I get to sleep in. I don't have an alarm clock that wakes me up five in the morning that says, Hey, it's time for you to get your body uh, in the mindful state now so that you're ready to have this beautiful energy. Well, I'd rather just sleep in and wake up when my body wants me to wake up because I've been pressing that snooze button and since high school, you know, and getting a lack of sleep at times because of overworking myself. And this idea of not being rushed comes from me being at work where it's just like one thing to the other. And then as soon as I was done work, okay, now you got to go take care of this. And then once that was taken care of, now it's time for this thing. And I'm ready to take those lessons now and not have to wait until I'm in my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s to realize I'm like, damn, like I should have just slowed down and I can do that now. But I'm entering the unknown, which can be scary. It is scary. And I have my days where I'm like, dude, everything's going to go amazing. Like, of course it will. Next day, what are you doing? Everything's going to fall apart. <laughs> like, retreat. And this is the yo-yo I go through and why 
I'm confident on the exterior and understanding and believing that things are going to work out. I'm still a human that has emotions and things are going to be a roller coaster at times. But I do know the moment that I slow down, I express gratitude. I do the breath work, the meditation, the moon, like all the things that we know we need to do. By the way, no matter what your challenge is in life, the answer always, typically always goes back to doing the work. And that's what I've been doing. That's where it's led me to, to this point now. And I'm ready to have that faith and let go. Just knowing that if I just keep doing those things, everything will be okay. And that there's no need for me to stress over anything. There's no need for my body to hurt. There's no need for me to feel rushed. There's no need for me to cut my sleep out. Talking about longevity, health, life, and investing in your innate intelligence and letting that radiate. I love you, dude. I, I love you too. I really love you. Like Ooh. I'm just so grateful to call you a soul brother and to be on the spaceship with you. And like, I'm just so proud of you for choosing yourself in that way. The health is the ultimate sacrifice that we all make in the pursuit of something more important. But it's just so refreshing and so inspiring for me to hear how dedicated you are to your own well-being. And I'm just excited to feel and see how much incredible fulfillment comes from following that journey. And I'm just grateful to, just really, truly grateful to have you in my life, bro. I love you. Grateful for you as well, brother. Much love. And we're going to be there together on that spaceship. So that, that's going to be the exciting part. And one thing for the listeners, I'm not perfect with my health. You know, I'll, I'll crush some ice cream quite frequently. Like it's not, it's not all there yet. So no, don't, I hope when you're listening, like, oh, this guy has all these things figured out. Like I don't, I really don't. But more times than not, I do have it figured out. And when I feel it slip up, is when I have that awareness that I can't need to get a grasp on this again. And what I've gotten really good at is shutting the outside world out, cutting myself out of the matrix, taking time for myself where I just, you know, the people that do need to talk to me, letting them know, Hey, I'm not available for the next couple of days. My phone's going to be off going away on vacation by myself to actually have a vacation where the thing that I do that day is walk, read, meditate, jump into the ocean and go for that hike, not look at my phone, listen to the music that I love to listen to, move around. If I want to speak to someone on one of these vacations, it's, you know, there's maybe a handful of people that I do speak to on a very regular basis. And those conversations nourish me. And then when I come back into the tribe and the community, they go, how did you do that? Like, how did you just go and take a weekend for yourself? I'm like, well, I just did it. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> and then they do it and then they come back and they're like, thank you. Like, thank you. And I'm like, I didn't do anything other than just go take a time for myself because I was too stressed out with everything else that was going on. But by you doing that as a leader, you're giving other people permission to do the same. And what we're surrounded around is, is entrepreneurs who they do a lot of phenomenal things for their health but they're so go, 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 whether it's, you know, working on themselves or their business that 
the detachment of just fully letting go and just having that space for yourself that I don't too oftentimes see because people are so involved in that, that growth <laughs> aspect. Yeah. It's, it's a dance and it's something that, you know, you have to learn, right? Like I've realized every period of expansion has a period of contraction. What goes up must go down. The There's the duality of life and I've really been learning to dance with that duality more gracefully, which includes rest with the serious periods of work. Because one without the other actually creates that imbalance for myself. But man, I feel like I talked to you for hours. We can after this podcast. We, can. <laughs> we might have to have you come back, brother. There's many, many more conversations you and I have to have. But I, I have one last question for you. In the midst of everything you've been doing, everywhere you're going and everywhere you are, how do you stay grounded? Staying grounded for me comes when I slow down. I have my coffee in the morning and I pause. I really sink into just enjoying that cup. No technology. Whether I'm looking, you know, whether I'm in my living room, chilling on the couch, having that cup or I'm somewhere you know, outdoors, just really, really pausing and reflecting on life. And as you start to reflect, you realize everything's always worked out. The universe has your back and starting to really think about the things that you are grateful for. And as I do that, it puts me in that state where I'm in flow throughout the day. I'm grateful. I'm happy. And all these other things just line up. So that's how I love to start my mornings. I can't say they always start like that. When I'm really dialed in, you know, I've got a good 45 to 60 minute morning routine and I need to check myself sometimes because I don't do it all the time. And when I pause, reset, I feel so grounded. Life unfolds in front of me perfectly. And when I feel the opposite happening, that's where I know I just need to stop, slow down, reset. And just from a health perspective, get rid of the fucking phone. Like, <laughs> bring like, it back. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of the phone. Like, honestly, <laughs> I have a hard time being grounded with my phone around. So yeah. I, I put that thing away and then I do all these things. But you guys, like I told you, the answer always comes back or almost always to just doing the work. And I hope this conversation inspired you guys to take better care of your health. Even if it's just taking a moment during the middle of your day, just to breathe, reflect, whatever that is, it's all going to add up. And collectively, if we work together as a society to raise consciousness, to raise our health, we're not going to see situations like we've seen this past year happen where people don't trust themselves. They don't trust their innate intelligence to take care of themselves and just know that it always has your back and it always wants what's best for you. Mm. You just got to give it what it's, what's best for it. Mm. Love it, bro. Well, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Bo. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. 
For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay Grounded.